where the DJ talks. Don't say anything. Okay. Each of these media creates a uh, new environment. It creates a new situation for human association and human conception. Any medium at all creates a new pattern, a new, a new atmosphere, a new environment of human perception, which works upon the whole man. It works upon the whole society. That is the effect of a medium. It has that total pervasive effect. That is the message that social change that is brought about. The content of the medium is never the message because the content is always the old medium. From the vast wilds of the Great White North for the week of July 17th, 2022, it's TVA, a Canadian perspective on television from north of the 49th parallel. I'm Greg David. And I'm Amy Wilson. And we would like you to put your television on mute or pause your streaming service for episode 249 of TVA, the podcast. Hello, everyone. It's good to be back again. Uh, thank you, as always, for joining us, streaming us, downloading us onto your devices, uh, retweeting when our podcast goes up, sharing it with everybody else. We really appreciate it. Uh, Amy, We it seems as though we don't have a lot to talk about, but there's going to be, as we kind of talked about before uh, I hit record on this, we may have to do a part two because we're getting to CTV's upfront announcement, and there is a lot to cover. It's massive. It's it's big. We're going to get to some of those numbers and those titles in a few minutes. But in the meantime, what have you got on hand for the beverage update this week, Amy? Well, I'm not too. Ex- it's nothing too exciting this week. I, it's really hot here for England. It's uh, it's about 28, 29 degrees, and it's supposed to be possibly up to 41 tomorrow. So water is about the only thing that sounded good. So I've got uh, good old tap water from our beautiful nearby Ardingly Reservoir put through a Brita filter in the fridge, so it's nice and cold. It was Ooh. sitting in a little jug in there with a slice of lime. That just oh. sounded refreshing today. <sighs> yeah. You know what? I all I never remember to put a slice of citrus in my water. I got to do it because that certainly classes things up. It does. It does. It made me feel like, you know, I was, I was putting a little, a little more effort in for the show. <laughs> you were fancy. <laughs> Maybe put a pinky mm-hmm. up while you're drinking it. I'll do that. <laughs> okay, good. I'll keep tabs on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, excellent. Nice to see. For me, um, I have actually Minute Maid Lemonade, and it's the classic, the frozen tub, the little canister that you have in the freezer, and then you let it thaw out, you pour it into a pitcher, and then you add four cans of cold water to it. And like you said, it's really hot in England. It is equally hot here in Quebec, although it's not, I don't think it's going to get as hot as it is where you are. But on a day like today, it is just about keeping hydrated. So I don't have water with a lime in it, but I do have lemonade, <laughs> which is four parts water to one part um, frozen concentrate. So, yeah, I nothing. grew I grew up with that. So I, I, that brings back memories. Yeah, yeah, that here. So yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, we just have one program to note that's on the calendar during the next two weeks, but it is one of note, and it's one that um, we love and have loved uh, since I think season one, and that is. Uh, Marble Media's uh, Blown Away is coming back for a third season. Season three kicks off on Netflix on July the 22nd um, with some of the world's heaviest hitters when it comes to glass blowing, and they're all competing for the title of Best in Glass. We've got 10 glass artists have come to North America's largest hot shop. Spoiler alert, it's Hamilton, Ontario. 
And each, each episode, the glass blowers must impress the evaluators or risk being eliminated. And uh, there's going to be a life-changing prize. And that life-changing prize is not only cash, but uh, you also get a spot at the uh, Corning, uh, the Corning Museum of Glass in Corning, New York, um, where uh, if you win, you're going to end up doing a, a bit of an internship there. I was just looking at this season's competitors, and there's nobody here from Canada. But if you do want to cheer from uh, people from around the world, we've got Clara Kelly from Corning, New York. Like, what is she, the hometown favorite? Because she's actually from Corning. Uh, Trenton, who is from Fircrest, uh, Washington. John from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Rob from Miami, Florida. John from Ghent, Belgium. Brenna from Weston, Florida. Dan from Shoreline, Washington. Grace from Brooklyn, New York. Maddie from Stourbridge, England. Go Stourbridge. Is it, did, I pronounce, did I pronounce that right? I'm not sure. Probably. We'll say you did. Okay. I just assume because you live in England, you should abs- absolutely know every I'm, single town. I that, am trying to learn towns. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I'm so wrong when I try it. The pronunciation is so different here. And I don't could, even try to guess anymore. No, and it could be totally, it could be Storebridge. S-T-O. Anyway, anyway, good luck, Maddie. And we've got mini England from Seattle, Washington. So if you're a fan of Blown Away, uh, tune in on uh, Friday July the 22nd on Netflix. Uh, you want to talk, uh, you want to mention anything about Blown Away and your love for it, Amy? Uh, just check it out because it is a, a lot of fun. And like I said, I, I've loved uh, the art of glass blowing since I, I saw it at uh, Greenfield Village in Dearborn, Michigan. And it is so beautiful, uh, the art of it. And uh, yeah, I'm glad they're doing a show about it because uh, it's it's unlike any other art form, I think. It, it's just gorgeous. So, and uh, yeah, check it out. Yeah. And I don't think, you know, it's, it's a competition series like the amazing race or like survivor, but very, very different. And your biggest competitor is yourself. It isn't really about, there's a little bit of light trash talking, but when it comes right down to it, it's, is your creation more artistic and more interesting than the competitor next to you? So they're exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's get into what's happening with regard to Canadian television news. And Amy, you've got the first story. Ah, yes. CTV has announced casting for its new original series, Shelved, which was created by Anthony Q. Farrell. Uh, The workplace comedy will star Lindy Greenwood, which listeners uh, may recognize from shows like The Expanse, SWAT, and Sleepy Hollow. And it also features Chris Sandiford, Paul Brownstein, and Dakota Ray. It's either Hebert or a bear. I looked her up on YouTube, and there were two different pronunciations. So, Dakota, if I got that wrong, I'm so sorry, but I did try. So... Um, Shelved focuses on uh, the employees of patrons of the Jameson Public Library in Parkdale and is currently filming in Toronto. And the show is one of the centerpieces of Bell Media's recently announced 2022-23 programming schedule, which we're going to be discussing in a little bit of detail in this week's Upfront segment. Yeah, and Anthony Q. Farrell, um, he has become, I I don't know much about him, but he's kind of in the last year, kind of come out of nowhere. Um, He's got shelved. uh, He's got, uh, he had a couple of family uh, programs uh, that he was show running two shows at the same time. He's also uh, hosted a couple of writing labs as well over the last uh, year or so. So really great to see that, uh, that uh, production has started on shelved. Uh, And I'm looking forward to this. You know, I'm not, 
admittedly, I'm not a huge comedy fan, but I really do like the comedies that that Canada puts out, whether it's Letter Kenny or the spin-off Shorzy or Jan, which we're going to talk about a little bit in the next uh, in the next segment as well. I think, you know, obviously Shit's Creek and Kim's Convenience, uh, you know, uh, just to mention a few. I really when it comes to Canadian comedies, I really tend to like those better than the uh, than the uh, the sitcoms and comedy series out of the U.S. and from some other countries as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excellent. All right. So I've got the next news story, which is about AMI. And again, if you ever listen to the podcast, you know that I work for AMI. This is something that we've been keeping under wraps for a couple of weeks now, um, a couple of months, actually, while we've been working on this. So AMI announces the Accessible Writers Lab. So um, Accessible Media Inc. in partnership with Real Abilities Film Festival Toronto and the Miles Nadal JCC and sponsored by the Canadian Media Fund, AMI is pleased to announce that submissions are now being accepted for the Accessible Writers Lab. And so this is being designed and led by Ophira Kaloff and it's an innovative national lab for writers with disabilities and established showrunners and senior writers to experiment with what an accessible TV writer's room might look like. And the idea is that they're going to break down on barriers and create pathways for creatives in the disability community to thrive in the Canadian television industry. And right now, writers' rooms, both in-person and virtual, are largely inaccessible for creatives with disabilities. And these are barriers in communication, sensory needs, structure, uh, process, and stigma. And um, they refer to the Writers Guild of uh, Canada Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion report that shows that only 0.3% of guild membership identified as a person with a disability and that writers with disabilities only accounted for 1% of TV writers across Canada in 2019. And that's despite people with disabilities making up approximately 22% of the population. So the Accessible Writers Lab is open to applicants who are Canadian citizens or permanent residents. You've got to be 15 years of age or older. You have to identify as disabled, deaf, chronically ill, neurodiverse, mad, or sick. You have to have a little bit of storytelling experience. It doesn't have to be screenwriting, but you do have to have some storytelling experience and that you should be interested in writing for the Canadian television industry. And of course, you need to be excited about collective accessibility and experimenting with unique writers' uh, methods. So uh, as I said, it's open now. Uh, Submissions are open until August the 4th. So you've got a few weeks left to do it. The program is free of charge and each participant is going to receive an honorarium. The timeline for this is going to be from September to November with approximately 20 hours of scheduled programming. It's going to be virtual with the possibility of hybrid meetups. So you can be anywhere in Canada to apply for this. And um, if you want to get more information on this, I'm just calling up the tab because I neglected to do that. If you go to raffto.ca, you'll be able to find the link there for the Accessible Writers Lab. And also, if you go to uh, if you go to tv-eh.com and search for Accessible Writers Lab, you'll find all that information in there as well. And uh, just quickly, Ophira is a member of the disability community. Uh, she, uh, they have, uh, she's a, they are a multi-award winning disabled writer, performer, and consultant who comes in to quote-unquote crypt the script, uh, centering disability knowledge and experience throughout the process. And they have worked on Tall Boys, Kids in the Hall, Generally Hospital, and uh, wrote a solo show called Literally Titanium. So uh, if you're interested in that, again, um, go to either the Raftio website or tv-eh.com and you can find uh, the information on how to apply for that. Sorry, long-winded. Close to my heart, though, I wrote the press release, so I wanted to get that information out there. 
Oh, absolutely. And that's great. Well, there have been, we've had several announcements of, of uh, similar uh, initiatives, and I'm, it's just outstanding that uh, so many of these are being offered. And now with, uh, you know, AMI doing one for uh, uh, disabled um, creatives, it's just, uh, it's just fantastic. So many of those programs going on in Canada. So yay, Canada. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty crazy. We talked about this the last time we recorded how, how many um, initiatives and, and opportunities there are. And, you know, these opportunities are, are becoming truly inclusive, which is great. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get to the last story. And that is Canadian Upfronts, and we're going to talk about Bell Media's new and returning series for the 2022-2023 broadcast season. And we joked about this. There is a lot to cover. And so we're going to see how far we get on the free um, the free Zoom. Uh, we may have to break this up into, a, into two parts because Bell Media is confirming nearly 100 titles and boasting 973 hours of English and French language content. And, you know, I love this when, uh, you know, Bell Media puts out a press release like this because they, they tend to do battle with Chorus, and so they'll do competing press releases about their programming. And I always love it when Bell Media boasts titles and, you know, 970 hours of English and French language content. But, you know, this is great. Um, some of the programs uh, that, that, that jump out to me, and let's just go through a few of them, um, a few we've already talked about in past weeks, but Acting Good is coming up to uh, on CTV Comedy, and um, that talks about Paul, a witty but sensitive comic who returns home to the fictional Grouse Lake First Nation after a botched attempt to move to the big city, uh, and which is... So we already talked about this a couple of weeks ago, um, Amy, but are you into this? Maybe we'll do it this way. Are you interested in this? I am interested in this. Again, like mm-hmm. I said, yeah. I like I like Canadian comedies, and so I'm, I'm going to definitely check out Acting Good. Uh, me too. It sounds good. It sounds promising. And uh, I always like the little fictional town names in there. So Grouse Lake uh, First Nation. Yeah, so let's uh, let's see how... Uh, how that looks on screen and if it's as uh, cozy as it sounds because yeah. uh, I like the way I like the way it's described so far so yeah I'll check it out all right perfect this next one is called a cut above and it's going to be on discovery and Adam Beach is the host of this the Golden Globe nominee Adam Beach it's a competition series 12 of the best chainsaw carvers from across the world are going to be competing in the ultimate test of creativity, strength, and skills as they turn ordinary logs into extraordinary works of art. Are you in on this or are you out on this? Well, yeah, because I, I'm, I'm in on this because, well, there's chainsaws, first of all. What could, <laughs> I mean, what could go wrong? Right. There's those added drama. And, uh, yeah, I've uh, just down the streets. Some people have done some chainsaw art, and it's not very good. So I'd like to see some, you know, quality work. <laughs> so I love that. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, they've made they cut down some trees and kind of made some cat figurine out of it, and I'm not sure that it was a good idea. So I, I'm willing to to see what the real artists can do. It'd be even better if it turns out that that wasn't a cat. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure. It could be anything. Yeah, we've got a guy here, uh, a local guy that uh, that does um, uh, chainsaw carving, and his stuff is quite good. But I, uh, there years ago, there was a, a, a chainsaw carving show on OLN Outdoor Life Network, and they brought media down to uh, not only watch the artist work, but also test out their own skills. And I was horrible at it. 
I was just awful. Mm-hmm. Like just the idea, like the, I think I was, I, I mean, I was scared of the chainsaw to begin with. That didn't help. But once you start Naturally. cutting into the wood, yeah, once you, yeah, it was a healthy, healthy fear of it. Uh, I wasn't very good at it. So I am interested in seeing what uh, these 12 chainsaw carvers from across the world can do with a, uh, an ordinary log. So that's a cut above coming to discovery soon. Bria Mack Gets a Life is coming to Crave. And this is from our friends at New Metric Media behind Letterkenny and Shorzy. It's a half-hour comedy that follows Bria Mack, a 25-year-old black woman, as she navigates adulthood in a predominantly white world, which is made all the more difficult but also more tolerable by Black Attack, her invisible hype girl. This is created by Sasha Lee Henry, and it's executive produced by Sasha Lee Henry, Tanya Thompson, and Mark Montefiore, and Angelique Knights and Tamar Bird serving as producers. So Bria Mack gets life coming to Crave in the next year. Any thoughts? Um, yeah, sounds good. I I want to see how this uh, invisible hype girl is going to play out. That so that's an interesting um, twist. So it, it could be uh, great, or it could be weird i'm not sure yeah i'll have there, to tune in and find out yeah, there was a web series uh called ghost bff uh, that i covered um a couple of years ago there were two seasons of it and this de- dealt with um, uh, a young woman and her friend who had committed suicide haunting her as a ghost so it has oh, been done in the mm-hmm. last couple of years but yeah it is interesting uh or it'll be interesting to see how this is all going to work on bria mac gets a life uh, Canada's Drag Race, Canada versus the world. So after two wildly successful seasons of Canada's Drag Race and a third that's coming soon, the Queens of the North have proven that they can slay, quote, unquote, S-L-E-I-G-H in every way. Yes, I am reading a press release. Um, Canada <laughs> Canada is going to act as the host nation. Six-episode battle that brings back fan favorites from the international drag race family for an elite competition to crown queen of the mother-pucking world. This is through Blue Ant Studios and Saloon Media and World of Wonder. This reminds me immediately of... Um, uh, there was Canadian Idol, American Idol, and there was World Idol. And uh, so there were competitors from around the world that were all part of the, the Idol franchise that competed against one another. Canada did not, did not win. So we'll see how Canada does in Canada versus the world in Canada's drag race. Yeah, well, you already know uh, when we discussed uh, Canada's drag race before, the, the regular series, and uh I'm always here for Canada's or any version, uh, UK's drag race, uh, US drag race, anything. I'm there for it. So Canada versus the world sounds exciting to me. I mean, the world's top, uh, uh, you know, drag queens competing. I'm there. I'm yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it as well. Um, next one we want to talk about is cross country kickoff, and this is going to be on CTV. The press release doesn't mention it, but it's being hosted by Mary Berg, who is a master chef Canada winner and has gone on to, to host three cooking shows on CTV. And so this is cross country kickoff. It's a, basically a spin on British bake off. It's going to showcase Canada's best cake makers and showcases the incredible stories of heart and humor that inspire them. It's being tabbed as a feel good, national event it's going to connect the country through cake in 10 delightful episodes including four holiday specials i love cake so uh amy i'm all in on cross-country cake off 
Um, I am as well. I particularly what stands out to me are the four holiday specials because that the holidays are about when I I really uh, feel like uh, get get a uh, you know an inkling to watch these shows. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I can see people competing with uh, you know fancy uh, North Pole cakes and Santa cakes and all that. That makes right. me happy. So yeah, it will give me something to do between Thanksgiving and Christmas. The fondant will be flying for sure in cross country kickoff. Uh, so. Um, because uh let me throw over to okay so let's talk about one show and then um we'll and then i'm going to throw it to you because there's one program that you want to speak about um briefly in particular mm-hmm. and this one is evolving vegan on ctv life channel and crave and it's going to be eight part food travel and adventure ser- series starring and based on canadian actor mina masood's cookbook of the same name each one-hour episode is going to feature him as he explores the exploding plant-based food scene across North America, visiting cities like L.A., Portland, Toronto, Vancouver, and New York City to meet the trailblazing chefs and restaurateurs, serving up the best vegan eats each city has to offer. Now, I admittedly am not vegan um, and haven't really shown that much of an interest in learning about it. I do have a couple of nieces that are vegan, um, which was always interesting at Thanksgiving um, when you had to when we had to come up with vegan options for them. So I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to watching Evolve in Vegan just because I want to be educated. I feel as though I kind of keep vegans at arm's length, um, and and I don't think that that's fair. And I'm sure that there's lots of great food that can be made that is vegan. So. You mentioned before we hit record yeah. that you're interested in this too. I am. I uh, grew up. We weren't vegetarian, but my parents toyed with vegetarian, uh, being vegetarians, mm-hmm. uh, several times, and not vegan at the time. But uh, as a result, uh, we tried a lot of uh, what would be considered uh, what were vegan uh, recipes, and you know, uh, different uh, meat substitutes they were called at the time, right. which were not always which were not always very good. And so, I have uh, been amazed over the last decade, in particular, how advanced you know the uh, uh, the meat substitute business has gotten and uh, just the plant-based recipes that are available. And um, uh, in just walking into any grocery store here in England, the, the choices are, you know, a hundred times what they would have been, you know, just a few years ago. So yeah, to see a cooking show based on that, I am not a vegan or a vegetarian, but I do try to eat plant-based meals mm. several times a week just mm-hmm. uh, for environment, environmental reasons and for health reasons, but um, I'm not quite ready to take you know, go all the way vegan, but I do uh, like to try things. So yeah, I'll be interested to see uh, what some of these uh, chefs come up with because I haven't seen too many shows focusing on really fancy, you know, vegan dishes. So yeah. I would like to see what uh, what they do. Yeah, perfect. All right, so that's two two thumbs up from us here at the TVA podcast. And I remember I faltered before I mentioned Evolving Vegan because I was trying to think of the segue that I was going to use when you mentioned uh, when we mentioned the holiday specials. And I meant to throw to this. Speaking of holiday specials, you want to talk about what's happening with Jan, Amy? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, Jan is going to be having a one-hour holiday special that uh, was announced uh, recently. And I don't know exactly what they're going, what they have planned, if it's going to be, you know, part of uh, the overall storyline or if it's going to be standalone. Uh, Very little information available other than a a brief uh, video that Jan Arden put up on social media that said it was going to be an extravaganza, she said. But that gave me hope. I was sitting here thinking that I will be very disappointed if it doesn't end up being like a show within a show 
where Jan, you know, decides to do a throwback 70s style Christmas special with the, with the music and the Cordy sketches that I, I grew up with. And then, of course, everything goes wrong. So, um, yeah, it will be interesting to see what they do. Uh, if it, But uh, Jan, an hour of Jan and Christmas music, <laughs> you know, I don't I don't think you can go wrong there. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that. Excellent. Uh, two more shows that we're going to talk about um, this week uh, specifically, and uh, the next one is Paranormal Revenge on CTV oh. Sci-Fi. It's a brand new original series from Sphere Media, and it's each hour is going to explore two chilling stories of real-life paranormal encounters that intersect with one of the most powerful forces of darkness – Revenge. Oh, man. Uh, each story is unpacked by the witnesses who experience these revenge hauntings, and whether it's a person, place, or object from the past seeking its victim, the history drives the horror. I We've talked about this. I love anything to do with paranormal. Anything in the genre, I love to check out. So needless to say, even though I was doing the intones of dread while I was reading that, I will be checking out par- Paranormal Revenge on CTV Sci-Fi. Yeah, as as will I. I you say paranormal, and I'm there, even if it's horrible. I will be there. But but really, I mean, as if ghosts aren't scary enough, you add revenge, vengeful ghosts. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I uh, I want to see what they come up with. Well, the <laughs> supposedly true stories. So I'll uh, you know make sure that my wife is home and my dogs are nearby and I have a stuffed animal while I watch it. So <laughs> I'm not too scared. Yeah. Uh, okay, and the last one is Sight Unseen uh, on CTV. And this is an interesting one. After losing her vision, former homicide detective Tess Burke is haunted by the unsolved cases she left behind. When she meets professional seeing eye guide Sunny Patel through a visual assistance app, they decide to take action. Using a hidden camera and earpiece, Sunny steers Tess remotely through are around life's obstacles and crimes as the two challenge preconceptions about ability, trust, and solving crime. And a little preface to this, um, the Trebetsoy sisters are making this. And um, well, I, in the last couple of years, I guess it was pre-COVID or right when COVID was kicking off, um, somebody from Trebetsoy gave AMI a call and uh, they spoke to me and said, we're coming up with this show. Um, we're, per, you know, we're in pre-production and um, we would like some guidance into whether we're doing things or whether we're representing the blind and partially sighted community the right way. And uh, so I passed that call on to one of the producers that works for AMI and he was able to help them out. And this is the result. So it's sight unseen. Um, from what I understand, they're going to be casting. Uh, I don't know whether casting has happened yet, but they're going to cast from the blind and partially sighted community for the uh, character of Tess Burke. And they want to make things right with regard to not only the portrayal, but also the storytelling as well. So, you know, I'm very curious about sight unseen just because there have been shows in the past where a sighted person has played a blind character. And that's mm-hmm. usually, especially now, in the last five years or so when it's all about, you know, actually being, um, you know, truthful and casting somebody from that community to play the part, um, it'll be very interesting to see how they do with Sight Unseen. Yeah, that's, it's a very inter- interesting concept. And yeah, hearing that, that they approached uh, you and AMI to, to make sure it was done uh, truthfully mm-hmm. is fascinating. So can you... I, I don't want to put you on the spot, but can you say like it, it, what 
what a consultant would do in that and at what stages do they uh, influence the script? I mean, do they, before anything is written, as it's written? Yeah. So they wanted to know, um, I think it was, you know, back in the beginning when they were going through like the, the show Bible and things like that, they just wanted to get it right. They wanted to do some research into some of the apps that are out there that are available to blind and partially sighted communities. Mm. Ira is one of them and Be My Eyes is another. And Ira, you actually, when you call through the app, you actually speak to somebody that is looking through the camera on your phone and describing a scene. So I'm not assuming that, you know, that this is what the character Sunny's going to do, but I would imagine that's the idea is that Tess is going to use her phone and the app on her phone and that Sunny is going to be her eyes describing mm. the crime scene or describing the clues. So I think, you know, that that's going to be very interesting interesting. Um, those apps you have to pay for. Um, so I'm mm -hmm. assuming that Tess is going to have a very expensive account because to yeah. have somebody be your eyes for a, any length of time can get very expensive. But yeah, that's that's kind of what they wanted to get right. And like I said, they mm -hmm. wanted a little bit of advice on on if there was anybody in the blind and partially studied community and that we could put their names forward for. So I did mention a couple of people. I don't want to say their names because right. I don't want to say that you know I had any kind of influence on that, but it will be interesting to see who they cast for the show. Yeah. All right. Looking forward to that. Awesome. Uh, okay. So uh, we just got a couple minutes to wrap up. So I think what we'll do is, like I said, I think, um, Amy, the next time we record, we can go over a couple of other scripted shows. And I do think that there are some documentaries um, that are coming up um, that I think are, are worth speaking about as well. So we'll do, that, um, there are. we'll do that next time around. In the meantime... Amy, where can people find you when you're not sitting in front of a microphone talking about TV or spraying your beautiful dog with a hose to keep her cool? <laughs> you can find me at Twitter at uh, on Twitter at Wilson underscore A underscore R. And you can find me on Twitter at TV underscore EH. And of course, visit TVA.com. That's TV hyphen EH.com to find out everything about the Canadian television industry. That wraps up the TVA podcast. And now back to your regularly scheduled program.